0: God bless you, and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. All journeys start with a beginning point. Where you start from makes a huge difference in the outcome of your journey. To begin a journey towards Los Angeles, believing you're in Kansas, when in reality you're in New York, will not have the expected outcome. You'll get halfway there thinking you should be arriving, but still have a long journey ahead of you. We all want to get to the finish line, but the issue is not the finish line, but the journey itself. So how do we begin our journey? And from where do we start our journey? To approach a race with the attitude you've already lost makes the race very difficult to endure. How we view the circumstances of our lives will determine the paths. Are you a winner or a sinner? Walking in shame or in Christ's fame, living in defeat or in blessings replete, a loser or a demon bruiser. If you want to shift where you start your day, to shift your life journey from failure to one of victory, give a listen. You are not a sick person trying to become healthy. You are a healthy person the devil's trying to make sick you're not a sinner trying to become righteous you're a righteous person the devil is trying to convince is a sinner though you may sin at times doesn't erase the righteousness that Christ clothed you with though you may get sick at times it does not negate the promise that by his stripes you were healed both mentally and physically The grace of God our Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ is greater than our sin. The accuser will scream at us and remind us of our fallen state, but we can always return again to our Father's side, and to do so, from victory we must start. Where do we begin to begin again, trying not to wallow in our sin, learning to forget what we've done because of the victory of God's Son? from victory we must start with no shame in our heart to move away from our past and to his gracious hand hold fast make a new start from victory knowing he's erased your history confidently seated at his throne knowing you're forever his own getting up from a fall can be difficult at times when we stumble time after time over the same things There are things we fear, and there are things we doubt, and there are things we worry about. All of this can cause us to fall away from the truth. The truth is, we're commanded by Jesus to not let our heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Fear of sickness, worry over rising prices, doubt of worthiness, all these things take us away from the truth of his provision. By Christ's stripes, we were healed. Our God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And Jesus Christ made us righteous, so we are worthy. We need to change our minds. We need to aggressively and intentionally speak the word over our hearts and minds. We need to recognize our core identity that we are God's beloved children in whom he is well pleased. To wallow in our sin of fear and disobedience is to deny the truth that we are dead to sin. To wallow in our sin and live in condemnation denies that there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, according to Romans eight one. The judgment was placed on Jesus. He bore our punishment. The point I want to make today is that our return to God starts from victory, and not defeat. When we recognize that we have strayed, when we have turned away into unbelief of one sort or another, there are times we can feel shame and condemnation. When the Apostle Paul reproved the Corinthians, they were sorrowed, but after a godly fashion. Godly sorrow is a thing that turns us to God, not away from Him. Godly sorrow and shame are two different things. The Holy Spirit does not condemn us, but convict us and reminds us of our righteousness. We need to bask in the love of God for us. When we have strayed, we have forgotten who we are. We have forgotten the love of the Father and His Son. In those moments, the accuser's voice endeavors to move us even farther away so that we will not be smart like the prodigal son, and return and repent. The response of the father was to quickly forgive him and restore him completely into the family. You are complete in Christ. You've been made free from sin. Your sin nature has been destroyed at the cross, and now you need to forget about it. You may have some bad habits. You may have some really bad habits, but instead of walking in fear of rejection, you need to remember his selection of you before the foundation of the earth. God is not surprised when you stray. He's foreseen everything about you and still sent Jesus to be your Savior. And he didn't make a mistake. You are forgiven. You are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. This is what redemption is. Christ paid the price with his blood to set you free, and that is forgiveness. If you owe money to a store and you go in and pay the total amount, your debt is remitted or forgiven. The awesome thing about our Lord and Savior is that when we go before God and endeavor to pay the debt for our sin, we find out he's already paid it. There's no longer any debt on our account, and there never will be, because Jesus paid the full price for our pardon. He has restored us. He has reconciled us into the presence of the Father. Quit looking at failure. Quit remembering why and how you fell from his love and grace. Take your rightful place at his right hand, seated in the heavenlies in Christ. That's not your doing. Forgetting about being seated at the right hand of God will be your undoing. When we turn back to God in that moment, we must remember who we are. By a simple act of faith, we accepted Christ as our Savior and became the children of God. By a simple act of faith, we pray in the name of Jesus to acquire the promises of God. By a simple act of faith, we come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. By a simple act of faith, we step into the presence of the Father with boldness and confidence because of the finished work of Jesus our Savior. When you stop and think about the finished work of Jesus, it can take your breath away. It drops me to my knees at times when I think of all he endured to bring me into the presence of the Father. Jesus willingly accepted the punishment of my sin upon himself. He loved me and gave himself for me. This the scripture repeats over and over again. In Galatians 2.20 it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And again, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And again, addressed to the church in Ephesians chapter 5, Verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. The love of Christ for us cannot be denied, but we can forget it at times. We need to recognize his willingness to sacrifice himself to bring us into the presence of the Father. This was the joy set before him spoken about in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. He endured the cross because the Father showed him that his act of love would free us from sin and then allow us to come into his presence. So right now, step into the presence of the Father. We have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus. The Father waits to embrace you. And as you bask in his embrace... Consider this truth concerning the love of Christ and its impact on your life. We find this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is part of a prayer by the Apostle Paul in the third chapter of Ephesians. For Paul to pray this prayer indicates it is also a desire of our Heavenly Father The Father wants us to know experientially the love of Christ, which goes beyond knowing. It is a spiritual knowledge. It goes beyond our mind's ability to comprehend. We know this love in our spirit. The result of experiencing the love of Christ is so that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. At this point, my mind kind of short-circuits. What is it to be filled with all the fullness of God? God is love, and God is peace, and God is joy, and God is good, and God is forgiving, and God is merciful, and God is more than we can fathom. And we are filled with his fullness when we experience the love of Christ. Start your day with this. Continue your day in the love of Christ and the fullness of God. It is God's desire for you. It's time to reject the accuser's words that we are unworthy to be in the Father's presence. Make a new start from victory, knowing He's erased your history, confidently seated at His throne, knowing you're forever His own. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. This phrase in one form or another starts all the epistles from Romans through Thessalonians. First and second Timothy and Titus add mercy to the list. In first and second Peter, grace and peace are multiplied to us. Jude continues the trend with mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Grace is the presence of the power of God in our lives to fulfill his will. Peace is the absence of all strife. Mercy is withheld judgment, not getting the punishment we deserve. It seems from such a repetition, God's trying to make a point and remind us how good he is and how much he and his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, love us. God starts out all these books by reminding us of his grace and peace. It's a very different aspect when you start a conversation with grace and peace instead of, you are in so much trouble. Wow, you really messed it up this time. Oh, you've done it again. These last three phrases do not depict the truth of the gospel. God has placed us in Christ. We're in a good place. This is the spiritual truth of our identity. Our standing in Christ does not change. We are forever God's beloved children in whom he is well pleased. Do not let anything separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Be refreshed this day in the truth of his love.